Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You've been to see a movie, James. I have, but I can't talk about it. Oh. Yeah, I can. I saw Mortal Kombat. Well, I don't want you to talk about it. It sounds boring. <laughs> I don't want to spot this. I've got th- thoughts on Mortal Kombat. But when this goes out, people won't be able to, uh, might not have seen Mortal Kombat. But we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat on Monday on the Weekly Planet. How many times are you going to say Mortal Kombat? As many times as I can. It's very late at night. I want to go to bed and I don't want to hear any more about this Mortal Kombat. I want to talk about Mortal Kombat because. Hang on. Hang on. I just had a brainwave. Is it called Mortal Kombat because when you're fighting, go on, you risk your own mortality? Yes, Claire. And the combat is with a K. And guess what that means? That doesn't spell right. It doesn't spell right. I can't talk today. Any other parents out there tired? But uh, Mark from Auntie Donna and Naomi. I like those two. Uh, they would be into Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's right. They came the on recently. That, they're, they're coming on to talk about Mortal Kombat. Well, they're experts and I yeah. don't give a bloody tosh about that's right. it. So let's talk about something else. The show, well, their show went to, uh, it was on Netflix now if you're overseas. I know, it's so exciting. exciting. Who are we? What are we doing? This is Suggestible Podcast. I'm Claire. James is here also. We are that's married. Right. And we recommend you stuff to we, watch, we try read to, and yeah. listen to Hey, James over there. It's called Why You Like This, by the way, if you want to check it out. Um, yeah, we'll it's Naomi we'll we'll and Mark show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And others. But and yes, others. What, what have you been up to, Claire? I know you've, you've been working on your new podcast. You've been driving yourself crazy, going round and round oh, in circles. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been working on this new show. And if anyone listened to my old show, Just Make the Thing, you will know that I am really bad at creativity. And I have a really mean person that lives in my head that tells me that everything I make is Terrible. And you know what? I just want to say thank you for the position. I really. (laughs) (laughs) Is it an honour? Yeah, it really is. Look, it doesn't pay well, but it's an absolute blessing. (laughs) I've Mm. decided to name the person in my head Maud. Maud is a good name. She's a real asshole. Yeah, just tell her to shut up. (laughs) Whenever Maud's doing these, shut shut the fuck up, Maud. The problem with Maud is that she just sneaks in just when I'm having fun. Yeah. I'm making a thing and I'm thinking, this is fun. I don't, it's no real rush. I can make it in my own time. It's all good. And if no one listens to it, that's fine. And she comes in and goes, you're shit at wow. everything. Talks like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no. More, it's a little bit more. Uh, she's just a maniac. Yeah. I have a voice in my head and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Whoever's <laughs> trying to like talk. I'm work. Shut up. <laughs> What's the voice in your head? Is your voice in your head just more like, about just like making fun meh. of people? It's all me. So it's like, meh, <laughs> meh. I'm like, shut up, idiot. Just grumpy. Shut up. I know I'm not good at anything. Shut up. I'm still putting this out. <laughs> I know. Jerry Seinfeld that I always talk about that interview he did mm. with Tim Ferriss because he just nailed the feeling that I get anyway when I'm trying to write something, which is that everything you write is terrible yep. and mostly mediocre. Yep. And he said you just have to be Okay with your mediocrity. Well, 
and put it out anyway and push through that. That's right. And then hopefully you get better. Correct. And my newsletter, I've been loving doing that. I've it's just been, been great. Sending it out. It's on every Why? Friday. You Bef- can sign up if you like. I was going to say, before we talk about all the things that we recommend on this show, Claire, Correct. they can sign up at that, can't they? Where would they sign up though? Um, They can sign up in the link in the bio. My goodness. And there's also, um, in the bio, in my Instagram, at Claire20, but also Collings will put a little link in the show notes for you. Put a little. There you go. And, the, and if you sign up, you can access all the back catalogue as well when you get the first one that you get. Sometimes it lands in your junk mail, so you just got to scurry around for it's it to junk, confirm it. it. It's not junk. It's solid gold. And every week. Except that Maud said it's not clear. Shut up, Maud. It's shut, not up. Shut up, Maud. Oh, Actually, w- Maud doesn't really speak like that. I can't She's... wait till you meet someone called Maud. I'll just see your, night, your eyes out, <laughs> eyes narrow just like this one there. Also, if everybody signs up, uh, once a week somebody wins $5,000. Cool. <laughs> Hard cash. Who's getting them this cool hard cash? That's up to you. What? Well, don't, don't <laughs> put that out into the universe. I don't have any cool hard cash. Why cash. is it cool and hard? So I put my, I keep my cash in the microwave. Oh my God, that sounds terrible. Room temperature cash only for me. Well, that's not room temperature, is it? Anyway, we should recommend things. <laughs> we both watched a thing this week, didn't we? We certainly did. You started did. it and then I finished it and then you finished it. Yes, you as did. These I thought go. we were going to watch it together, we which don't watch never happens. Together. No, because I always fall asleep. Mm. That's the main problem. And then you wake me up and go, Claire, Claire, you've fallen asleep. Go to bed, you. You go to bed. Idiot. <laughs> Maybe bored. you I'm are bored. bored. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're doing? I'm asleep on the couch and you come over and whisper in my ear sweet nothings about how your name is Maud and how I'm terrible at everything and should never try anything because no one will ever listen to it. That's me. Pachow. You got me. This show, though, it's called Trying. It's it on is. Apple Plus. Bloody the... story of my life. Yeah, am I right? bloody wrong. It's on Apple Plus for the 14 people who have Apple Plus. Uh, if you buy an Apple device, they give it to you for a year. So that's good, isn't it? That's how we, that's how we get that's it. That's how we do it. And that, every yeah. six months they release a show that I go, this is really good. This is a really good show. Like the morning show? Yeah, that was all right. Uh, mythic Quest I really like, which is coming back soon. They just had a new special as well, which was I, it I enjoyed. A Mythic Quest. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what. That's not a joke. You just said it in a slightly different way. Anyway, this show was created by Andy <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. You want to say it in another way? Was it a Mythic Quest? No more. It was. It's, I guess it was. <laughs> Uh, it's created by Andy Walton and it stars Esther Smith and Rafe Spall. Mm-hmm. What's it about though? I wish I knew. What do you think it's about? <laughs> well, James, lucky I've made some notes about it. Me too. It, did you know that it was also the first European offering that Apple Plus the has Apple put Plus, on? Yeah, is yeah it of con- their original shows. Is it in conjunction with the BBC? I have no idea. I think it is. Okay. It probably is. Yeah. Everything that's British seems to be. Uh, so it deals with the realities of infertility and the adoption process in the UK. Mm. So Nikki and Jason are a couple, I'd say in their like mid-30s, yep. who uh, tried to have kids and found that they're infertile and mm-hmm. get to the end of the road with their IVF yep. and decide to adopt. Yes. I think that it's a really warm-hearted, funny and honest portrayal of this kind of um, journey. Yeah. And I really, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed it for lots of reasons. Um, I enjoyed the banter, like mm. the, just the, the the scenes of them as a couple in their flat, 
just feel really great. They do, don't they? And yeah. quite pithy mm. and lovely, but their fights also feel quite real too. Mm. Yeah. Um, and there's some really heartbreaking moments here. And obviously, depending on where you are in, with your own kind of journey around, I'm going to say journey a lot, who knows why, where you are in your life and with with your experience of, say, infertility or having kids or looking to adopt or, you know, wherever you are in your or life. Or you hate kids. Or you hate kids. Exactly, because there are characters in this that talk a lot about new parenthood and what that is like mm. and how hard that is or how hard having kids are or the choice to not have kids. Really tests you. It really does, yeah. And mm. I think wherever you are with all of that stuff will mean you'll bring something different to this show. Yeah. And you might find it triggering or you might find it it's not really for you yet. But I just think it's for us it's kind of right at that time of life for yeah. us or we're seeing friends going through all these kind of aspects that Absolutely, pop up in yeah. the show. And adoption is very difficult in Australia yeah, and other places. I, I've, ta- I've talked about this before. But my parents nearly adopted. They tried for nine years uh, and then and then had three boys I was one of those. Uh, so, yeah, they went through a lot of this process, which the couple are going through in, um, in the 70s and, and I, 80s, yeah. And it's really awful because I remember your parents have talked about this a bit mm. too, that the social worker that comes, they kind of have to just they go through, through your life with this fine-tooth yeah. comb, which obviously if you just, you know, um, do the rumpy-pumpy and have kids of your own, mm. you know, I don't know why I said rumpy-pumpy, that's an awful phrase. That's what we call it. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, if you just have kids of your own, obviously no one's coming knocking on nah. your door, combing through your life. But suddenly when they do this, there's so many hoops to jump through and they're trying mm. to squeeze themselves into these particular ideas of what they think mm. the panel will want of them. And I, to this day my mum hates social workers. Totally, yeah. And do you know what? I love that um, Amelda Stanton plays yes. the social worker Penny in this and she is a sheer delight. And she's uh, Dolores Umbridge from the Harry Potter movies and it's just a completely different role for her. She, completely. She's really great, yeah. And her, her, she's so fast talking and yeah. she just says the most insanely ridiculous things. And initially you think, oh, she's a bit loopy and a bit too intense mm. and it's all a bit too much and... They're quite scared of her. Yeah. And then by the end of it, you're so in, you know. She wants to be on your side. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because, she's she's yeah. not looking to knock people back. She wants to see the see, best in people. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also she's a, she's really there for the kids. Yes. Like you just feel like she's really defending the kids and being an advocate for them and trying and sort of in the battlefield trying to place kids in homes where they'll be cared for mm. and. And she obviously sees a lot. So there's quite a dark side to this show yeah. that surprises you sometimes because it can be quite light and funny and fun and a little bit romantic comedy-esque and then it sort of deep dives quite deep yes. into, into things. What did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. And it's uh, it's eight episodes for those people who do not. It came out last year because the new season is out on May oh, 14th. Oh, really? so there's a new season coming, yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought it was incredible and I thought it charts the, the relationship really well but also the difficulties and the things that – it brings up a lot of things in the past because when when you do try to adopt, they go through everything. Like you said, they go through everything. So you meet like exes and you find out things that they used to do and you also see like they're friends with younger people and they're friends with older people and they're pe- friends with people who have kids who are having marital problems but also maybe regret having kids. It's like it, it, it runs like the whole gamut of like of of everything, you know what I mean? It doesn't sugarcoat like any no, of this stuff. No, yeah. I loved um, the scenes where um, their friends who are, have ha- had two little kids and just want to go back out clubbing and so mm. their friends in their sort of mid-30s, they all go out clubbing together and they wake up the next day with the hangover of all hangovers and yeah. it just, 
I love that little bit because I thought, gosh, I've I've felt that where you want to relive a part of your youth mm. or something. And this is the time where we're kind of grappling with that idea that we're no longer those people we used yeah. to be in our 20s, but we're not quite, you know, kind of middle-aged. No, we're not our parents yet. <laughs> no, so we're sort of, you want to be those people, but then physically it's just awful. Um, yeah. And I liked what you brought up too because obviously there's a particular character that um, Jason Meets who's his ex girlfriend. I think her name is Jane, but I can't Maybe, remember. Yeah. I thought those scenes with him were really interesting. Yeah, he meets her in a pub, and obviously they broke up under difficult circumstances. And his partner Nikki, there was a bit of crossover yes. in that relationship, and she's very bitter. Yeah, with him, and I thought with such a, I haven't seen that kind of depiction of a real, a kind of awkward meeting of exes who are also obviously so familiar with each other. Yeah. And there's that that's that weird thing, right? When people mm. have um been together for a long time, they they've known each other in this really specific way. Yeah. And they don't see each other anymore. Yeah. But they still carry all this sort of tension, but also just familiarity. Yeah, absolutely. And so they share a cigarette mm. and they're, you know, drinking a pint. I thought it was really interesting the way that she talked about the guy that he was and who he is now. Yeah. And she's annoyed that he's better. Not, not kind of a little bit spiteful, but more like, why weren't you with yeah. like this with me? Yeah, I've written the exact yeah. same thing down here. The and line was, she said, which, which is something I can really relate to because I feel like I've grown somewhat as a person. Or I like to think that I have, and there, there is that I was like frustrated when I'm younger, and I'm like, I should be better than this. What the fuck is wrong with me? Do you know what I mean? And I think it just took me like until like my mid to late twenties to like get my shit together. You know what I mean? Mm. And you could probably you can probably attest to that, no doubt. <laughs> I'm just going but, mm. Yeah. But like <laughs> Well, because we used to have the same fight over and over. Yeah, yeah. Where I would say all the things that I thought you could be and could do. Mm. And this is even with your creativity and where you wanted to mm. take your career, you to move out of home, to kind of take responsibility for yourself. Yeah. And you would say, you think I'm this guy, but I'm not this guy. <laughs> Turns out you are I this guy. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't talk like that. But, yeah, that was essentially it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I think exactly. it for me it took like working full time and moving out and all of those things to like to get it together and having like class and responsibility and all of those things and then it's like and then that's slowly. Older. Yeah, just getting just older getting as well. Older. But it's also the thing like guys' brains like don't mature till they're like. 25 or whatever it is. My mom was probably 31. But uh, I, I heard that really interesting um, conversation the other day on a, pod, on a parenting podcast about how men actually lose part of their brain function when they're teenagers. Yeah. And so the reason that they become like monosyllab, monosyllabic mm. and kind of grunt around the house, can't figure themselves out, are really their bedrooms are often really messy, they're kind of stinky, they forgetting can't stuff forgetting and, stuff all the time and they're sloppy and yeah. they drive pe- their parents and teachers around them crazy. Mm. It's not just because they're dealing with some hormones but literally because their brain has shrunk. <laughs> and it will grow, you know, again and Hopefully, develop. Yeah. But but I just love this podcast where the parenting expert was talking about how we really need to put structure around those mm. boys and tell them that, that that's what's happening to their brain yeah. and then give them really clear, crisp instructions, like one at a time. Yeah. Which is also like hard because I know if that was me, I'd be like, that's really condescending. I wouldn't say it like that. But, you know, <laughs> get the fuck, shut, shut up. But, uh, but, yeah, absolutely, yeah. they. But, I mean, everybody needs support but... Um, yeah, the teenage boys are a very particular breed. You know what I mean? And you also yeah, as yeah. a as a teenager, like you, for me, I'm like I'm aware that I'm all of these things, but I'm like I can't 
<laughs> like I can't break this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like this. You know what I mean? Until you're not like Until you're it. not. Maybe forever, I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, mm. no. So, well, going back to trying. Sorry, yeah. I thought, no, don't. I mm. think this is a really interesting conversation. If I do say so myself. Except Maud doesn't. Maud doesn't think it's interesting. I give a fuck what Maud thinks. <laughs> Tell her that. All right. I'm spending too much time with Maud. Yeah. Tell her uh, I don't need any of her information or business, <laughs> I. Or just okay. neg- negativity. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I really loved that scene um, and I liked his right of reply actually when she says, you just practised on me, why couldn't you be that yeah. that guy now? It's not fair. And he, there's a lot of space the writing, writers give to say he just says, well, it's just life. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, it's just life. And I yeah, think that's But he mentioned also answer. with the new person as well that like the pairing of them allowed him to, like it wasn't just him. It was being with somebody else and complimenting each other, which I think is also a big part of who I am today because of, um, I don't think you know her, but she's really great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you, obviously. And, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's, that's, really that's made a big difference for me as well. Yeah. Did, you re- did it remind you a little bit of uh, us? Yeah, definitely. Sorry? Definitely, yeah. yeah. Not all of it, obviously, but, like, you know, definitely. Yeah, I'd love I, – one thing I was very jealous of, Nikki, mm. the main character, has wears a lot of headscarves. Oh, yeah. She has the exact style that I wish I could pull off because she's, like, short and tiny and dainty and can wear, like, headscarves and beautiful little dresses and she looks so cute. Mm. And she's the kind of woman that I always wish that I wanted to be except when I wear headscarves I look like Tony Collette in a cancer movie. That is what I told you. Yes, it did. And I do. I know I do. So I never that was because you wore it like a full bandana. I think you need to just like do the, the front thing or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Also, that's a terrible thing to say to somebody. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say to someone. Anyway, there we are. So trying, I really recommend it. Yeah, definitely. And you see it's coming up. Also, I wanted to float. I floated this with you when we are watching it, but I just want to this – is, this is for people who love the things that I talk about for some reason. <laughs> but I thought that Rafe Spore would make a really interesting James Bond. Because We talked about this because James Bond initially, like he's not like a muscular dude in a tiny suit with like tiny little swim trunks. Like traditionally he's like a very plain but handsome man and he dresses in suits. Oh, a plain but handsome man. Who does that <laughs> remind me of? I don't know. Who? <laughs> Rafe's ball? But, um, but like so he, he wears a suit to fit in. He doesn't wear it to be cool. It's like because that's what people wore when James Bond was originally written. I think putting someone like him in the role, he'd probably have to do some push-ups or whatever, but, you know, he's in decent shape. I think that would be a really interesting perspective on it. Um, I think they're probably going to go with like a person of colour for the next one, which I also, which I think honestly would probably be better because it's more reflective of the times and it's something they hadn't done before. But I just think what if you just put a plain looking dude in? I think that would be – not that he's pla- – like he's like handsome. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, but he's handsome in a way that feels achievable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not like – like he's probably real life handsome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. There's real life handsome and there's TV handsome. There's like different handsomes. Totally. And yeah. I'm so not into that TV handsome. Mm. And traditionally I haven't – oh, Daniel Craig was the first Bond character that I actually was like, ooh, Because he, like, he looks like a potato? Yeah, Somebody yeah, described, I am into potatoes. Said, friend of mine, Joe. I'm you very know Joe, into potatoes. Said he, he, he looks like a Polish plumber, Daniel Craig. Just <laughs> <laughs> true. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Eastern Europeans, yeah. oh, this is a big generalisation, but our friend Mo is Eastern European. Yeah. And they have giant heads, a he big said. square head, yeah. He said it was because, mm. oh, I don't know if this is a true fact, so don't quote me on it, that 
He has a giant head because back in the day it was like the nights were very long. Yeah, he was, ne- he's basically from the world of Minecraft. So at night yeah. him and his block-headed friends would run around and <laughs> watch out for zombies and he's monsters. This is his like ancestors, <laughs> not him. Not, that was him. During now. the day he'd have to build a little hut by like chipping away at squares. <laughs> anyway, so basically the, the whole contention was that his head is really big because his ancestors had to see at night because yeah. it was often like – you know, night time for a very long time and day hours were short. And you also anyway. said that doesn't translate to now. Like it's a, it's a thing that went away. <laughs> no, but he's still got a giant head. Occipital lobe. Well, wow. was probably big. Anyway, what, what's... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What else are we looking at this week? Oh, all right. So I got recommended a beautiful thing by Robert Harding, who mm. is a listener of the show. I'm a listener of this show. Go on. Are you? Sometimes. That's weird. You listen to yourself, are you? There you go. That's the dog. I think close the door. I don't know. Right, you keep talking. I'll go open the door. No, I want to tell you about this thing. Yeah, I can hear you, Claire. No. I it is. No, you can't. Guys, he's just, this is so unprofessional. He's gone to let the dog in because the dog likes to hang out with us because she's podcast dog. Here she is. She's trot, trot, trotting in. Here he comes. Back he goes. Sits back on his chair. Cornflakes You're looking older. Oh, you're treating yourself, are you? I'm looking older, am I? Ooh, I was going to say you're looking older every day. I am, aren't I? But I like it. Don't worry, I'm going to dye my head jet black soon. I'm going to freak out. Our son said that to you at dinner today. He was like, your hair looks different. (laughs) And I said, good, different? He went, Yes. Pretty good, learning the lives. It's good. He's really got sarcasm down as a five-year-old and I am here for it. Mm. Okay, so Robert Harding recommended Holly McNish to me. Oh, she's amazing. She is a poet and she does kind of those She does not. She does not. But she does slam poetry. So, you know, there's kind of – have you ever seen those rap battles? Yes. Well, there's also poetry battles that Whoa. they do. I know. And they're really – I know it's not really up your alley. No. But I think you would really love her poetry. Yeah, it's, be gone. No, you actually you – You're going to read one? No. Ah. I'm not going to read one. I'm going to get Collings to play a part of one at the end of the show. Well, I'll have to um, listen. There's so many good ones. There's one called Nobody Told Me that I'll get Collings to play and it's all about Megatron. So Megatron – the Transformer? Correct, yes. Okay, which version of Megatron? The one that transforms know. into a jet, the I, one that transforms into a tank, okay, or the one that transforms you, into a handgun? Rain Man from Transformers. <laughs> can I finish? Is it Megatron oh. from uh, Beast Wars, who is, la, might la, be a different la. Megatron, but he changes into a dinosaur? Maud, it's time for me and you to hang out together alone. There you go, talk to Maud. You see what <laughs> she thinks about Megatron. I'm slowly going insane. No, can I tell, finish telling you why yeah, What about, about Megatron? Megatron? Okay, so it's about becoming a mother. And about her son who is obsessed with Megatron sure. and how he thinks Megatron is a superhero. But she talks about how she is actually the superhero because of what happened to her body during childbirth. So Megatron's a bad guy. What is she talking about? Well, <laughs> you have to listen to the poetry. Okay. Because our son likes Megatron too. Megatron's a villain. He's not a superhero. Oh, uh, well. 
Shouldn't it mean but Optimus transform- Prime? Yeah, maybe. No, but it's called Megatron. I'm sure it's called Megatron. I don't know. Maybe she's referring to Optimus Prime because Optimus Prime was originally uh, a worker no, called Orion. It's Megatron. He was called Orion Pax, and then he was transformed into the leader of the Autobot Resistance. And he's the last Prime. He got the Matrix of Leadership. But Megatron, sorry, go on. <laughs> what can you tell me about this poem about Megatron? <laughs> so annoying. I don't know how Collings is going to edit my rage out this episode. Good luck. Anyway, it's a really interesting poem mm. and it's it tells the really brutal stuff about motherhood in a really funny, engaging way. And the way she recites her poetry is really cool. She's also written books as well. She has a really interesting poem entitled White Children mm. and that's kind of hard to read but it's really about white fragility and about how white people think they aren't racist but they totally are mm. and the things that are said to um, people on the street and just the circumstances in the UK at the moment and a lot of that stuff. It's um, it's just really, really great and yeah, really right. well written. So I just loved her and and Robert, thank you so much for your recommendation because you knew that I would love it. And I do. There's another one called Cherry Pie, which is also really great. So there's is it a, a metaphor? No. Actually, there's one other poem I wanted to talk about briefly that's called Brick. And she writes about, and I just it just I thought it was so beautifully done. Mm. She writes about how in that poem, and this is gonna sound strange, but touching like crumbling bricks turns her on which I know sounds strange, but she delves into sort of like crunching ice turns it on Isn't and music and, people yeah. People like eating terracotta and yeah, stuff like can that. Is be. that the It's thing? not really about that though. It's more about how sometimes the sexuality and the sex scenes and the things that are portrayed on TV and on our screens mm. are very kind of narrow yeah. in what sexuality and what kind of can create that kind of frisson between like chemistry and, you know, and make you alive and... and and build that kind of sexual tension. And she said it's so narrow and this poem kind of encompasses, I think, maybe more female sexuality in a way that it's much more around story and experience and touch and texture and yes. the hand on the small of your back or snow falling on your face. Like you're, or, with a, you're with a guy and he does a really cool karate kick and you're <laughs> like, oh, my God. Or he talks for a long time about Megatron versus Optimus Prime. No, I just, just not a superhero. That's all I'm saying. I mean, so arguably none of them are superheroes. Annoying. So, oh. <laughs> I'll do what our son does. You're annoying me. Anyway. <laughs> they're, more, they're more warriors, but go on. Oh, God. I wonder if any partners out there can relate. I'm tired. All right. Anyway, it's a really great poem and I think it encompasses a really specific kind of feeling Mm. that like pornography and sex scenes and that kind of really male lens about thinking about, you know, that kind of stuff, it's just so one, it's just so narrow. Yeah. And I think often that kind of frisson is created through ex- shared experiences. Did you get the word frisson emailed to you this week? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> Your word of the day. Oh, <laughs> I'm just... Anyway, I just mean that. Like being turned on isn't just about sex but about being lit like sort of, what am I trying to say? I understand what you're it's saying. Lighting, it's, not, it's what lights you up yes. and excites you it, and, it's, you know, all those sorts of it's things. It's like a kindling as opposed, like that you kind of, depending, like that you build towards. 
a, like a roaring fire. Yeah, yeah, and it's saying, kind right? of like a zest for life and the things yeah. that are like food and all of that stuff. Mm. Anyway, Holly, I'm brutally murdering how fantastic her poem is. Mm. So it's so worth a listen. And uh, that's it. So Holly, so where can you find where can you find so hollypoetry.com. Um, you can find her there and all the links to her YouTube battles, like her poetry battles are there as well. And I'll get Collins to put a link to Nobody Told Me Megatron because um, it's all on YouTube. But yeah, she also cool. has books and things too. Mm. I'd love to see her live one day if we ever get to leave this country and go back to the UK. Can you bring a knife to a poetry battle? All right. Do you have anything else to say? Because I'm done. I want to <laughs> I go to bed. Do, I, do have one more, I do have one more thing, but we are around the half an hour mark, so I'm happy to save it for next week. All right. Um, should we talk about how people can review this show? Certainly, sir. That genuinely does sound good, and I will check it out, and I will listen to this podcast back, and I'll hear that poem. I really, I've really merged it. Oh, just on the other thing of poetry, mm. poetry is not a luxury. Remember that Instagram account I recommended? Yeah. The wonderful Sarah... Friedman recommended it to me, mm. or Sarah Friedman. So thank you so much, Sarah. I really, really appreciate it, and I'm sorry I didn't recommend you and say your name um, when I first talked about that uh, Instagram account. Did you get a very angry uh, message? No, I got a lovely email. Anyway, your turn. Uh, I got a very angry email here, actually. Ooh. It's from Maud. No, <laughs> I got a room. I got a review Claire, here. you should never make anything ever. You That's can it. You can do it or not. It's as easy as that. You open up your app and you go, bada bing, bada boom. Give me a bloody, <laughs> give me an app, good time. You can bada say. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, this Shubidi is, shum. Oh, I haven't got the name of this, but it says, I love this planet. Have found this through the weekly planet slash big sandwich. I have been uh, reminded of how much value my $9 is. The interplay between James and Claire is fun and heartwarming. Makes me think of my woman and myself discussing our next thing to watch. The content Planet Broadcasting is putting out is fantastic. I barely listening to any other outlets. I used to listen anymore. Thank you so much, guys. And not all mums, just this mum, because I don't give a shit about Transformers, is going to catch on. Just wait. That's a hashtag that you did on the show. I don't know if you remember. I don't remember. So this review was uh, was an older one that I've, I'm just making my way through the reviews. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Look at that. I made a hashtag. That exactly. does. That's kind of hilarious because I did just keep yelling about Transformers again. That's what I'm talking again about today. So that is there from Super DC Thirty. Thank you so much, mate. Oh my goodness. It's good to get reviews, isn't it? Do we ever it's do we ever really get any uh, emails, or would you say those emails come via, uh, or did you, you work them into the show already? No, no, I. That's really good. And actually, we have a voice memo email. You told me we didn't have voice memo, I so know, I didn't bring my headphones I know, in. But Claire, you can listen with my headphones. Have you already listened to the to the, the voicemail? Okay. Yes, I have. You told me not to bring my headphones in, Claire. I lied. All right. <laughs> you gobby. I gotcha. All right. Real good. Are you right there, old man over there? Go for it. Good old Jim Jam. Okay, you ready? Hi, James. Hi, Claire. Um, Hi. Recording this while going back to my house. Uh, it's a really steep slope that I have to walk to. So I figure I'd do this right after listening to your podcast. Uh, I wanted to uh, call in or do whatever this is to suggest uh, actually an anime. I know that James... Is the anime expert, so he probably knows this one. Uh, it's called Keep Your Hands of Asuken. It's a 13-episode show. They might have a season two eventually, but right now they don't. The episodes are only 20 minutes long, and it's an incredible show about three high school girls in a really weird world. Uh, 
making an anime by themselves as a school project. And the animation is fantastic. It's directed by Masaki Yuasa, who's the director for Devil Mind Cry Baby. Maybe James knows that one. And I think you guys should really check it out. It's a really fantastic and innovative and creative show. And the female characters there are incredible. And they really break out from the norm of a lot of female anime protagonists. So if you Google it, the art style is incredible and that should give you a pretty good idea of how it feels. Also, I'm halfway through the slope. Love you guys. Uh, yep. Good luck on the rest of the slope. I hope you got there in the end. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Claire, but I, I'm, I'm the man who knows everything about anime. That is a recurring character on the Weekly Planet. Uh, it's a joke because I don't know anything about anime, like, at all. But no, I... I find anime, like, impenetrable, do you know what I mean? But that sounds interesting to me because it's only 12 episodes and they're 20-minute each or whatever it is. So, yeah, that sounds And the art style sounds incredible. But I've already forgotten the name of it, so I can't Google it right now, so I'm going to have to go to the show notes uh, when I'm listening to this and then I can remember. Do you, do you have it there, what the name of it is? Um, uh, yes, it is called Keep Your Hands Off, E-I-Z-O-U-K-E-N, Isaacin. Isaacin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that you can? Okay. Isaacin. Thank you so much, Andre. I do like this and style. you can also send your voice memo. Just record it on your phone while you're walking up a hill. But ciao. Why not? And send it to suggestiblepod at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Um, yes, and or you can just write us a letter because we love that too. Yeah, we're big fans. Yeah, so uh, hit subscribe in all your Poto apps and uh, rate and review. That would be awesome too. And we've been stressful pods. That's right. That's it from us this week. What do you think we'll do next week? Do you think anything exciting will happen? Mm, based yeah. on our previous lives, probably not. Mm, interesting. You got anything off of the week? Anything Actually, exciting? it's 2021. Who bloody knows what will happen? Martians right. might land by next week. Well, they didn't. They, they captured footage of a UFO recently or whatever. Yeah. What yeah. I love about it is now they're like, you know, there might be UFOs and everyone's like, who cares? Fuck off. Like nobody cares. I don't care at all. There's aliens. Is there? All right. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, but this is the thing. There isn't much that you would say you cared about. Yeah. You know, it would be a very, like, big move from your standard character if you went, oh, aliens, how interesting. Look, man, if they came down and there was a picture and one of them had a press conference or whatever, I'd probably scroll through Twitter to see what was going on and what hashtags were trending. But, like, <laughs> quite, and then I'd be like, this is a marketing campaign or something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I call total bullshit. Me and Maud together are calling bullshit on you. Again, I don't today. care what Maud says. Well, okay. Tell well, Maud <laughs> to shut her mouth. I'm not interested in her opinion. Now they're going to be like, who are we talking about? <laughs> um, no, I call total BS in that, Jim Jam. You know why? Why? Because you love space. You love space with the cool. Um, like, no, with a, b- a burning passion. Space isn't like, like that, a, though. Like a little boy holding a packet of chips. No, nah, space you isn't. You love it. I like sci-fi. Real space, there's nothing out there, mate. Like nothing close. <laughs> Can we get the quote? Can we get the quote? There's something out there, obviously. Just we'll write like, to NASA and say, don't worry about it anymore. I don't James think, said there's nothing out there. I don't there. think there's going to be like a green man in like a white jumpsuit is going to be like, come down and be like, you join the Galactic Federation and here's bloody interstellar travel or whatever. is that what you want? Yeah, something cool. <laughs> if it just comes down and it's like, I'm a squid and I'm from like, great squid, man. That's really interesting. Go back to the fucking ocean world you live in. So what you're saying, so you don't think there's going to be like an interesting life form? No, because unless there is the theory that humans are actually, 
you know, aliens. We, aliens as well. We're, as, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I was reflecting again today on how bad we are for the planet. Anyway. Mm, yeah. Or primates are, I guess, a, you know, a, a species that arrived. Isn't that that theory about octopuses as well? I saw that. Yeah, but I don't think that's. I think it's that's just because they're so incredibly amazing. The situation that we like evolved to on this planet, it's so unlikely for it to happen, and let alone happen within like shouting distance of another planet. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's so specific and random, or God did it, whatever. That like it would be unlikely that someone comes down and is like, "Hello, my name's." I'm just like you're supposed to get a green hat or whatever. It's just not likely to happen. That being said, 2021, maybe that will happen and people will message people like, you idiots. There's a guy who came down, he spoke English, he had a galactic space gun and everybody, whatever. But th- <laughs> at this point, that's this, this is my theory. That's where it I'm at. It never occurred to me that you would just really secretly love it if like there were parallel universes and an alien came down in a proper spaceship with a proper helmet to like welcome you back to his home planet. I don't want none of that. I don't want to go to your weird home planet. I yeah, don't care. You do. No, I Probably don't. Do. I don't want to go to space. I don't even want to go to France again, <laughs> let alone space. <laughs> and France was great. I had a great time. Uh, we had a great time. We had baguettes. Mm-hmm. We sat and watched the Eiffel Tower. We watched it. We kept an eye on it. We climbed it as well, but then we yeah. watched it twinkle twinkle at sunset, which I'm sure if you're from France, you find, you know, very tacky. But I, for one, it was loved a good day. every second. Yeah. I felt like I walked around and there were just violins playing everywhere. We stepped into the street and there was just like a cheese market. Your sister, though, who lived there for quite a long, long time and has a different opinion on France. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we were there for like three days. I like I how she talks about it. their skinny little firemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all one step away from a heart attack. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. But they're all very lean. Yes. But she said lean and weak and their ligaments don't look properly or something. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, we, we get should go. Out. Maybe they're all made of foie gras. They might be. At a point, that softens you up, doesn't it? What is it this is. Shit? If you're from France, oh look, I got uh, I got your word genius uh, email. Syncretism. Thank you. Why are you? Che- is that because you're checking my no, email? No, because I, I had to link up your email account, so I got to turn these alerts off. It's oh, amalgamation is that why of different- every time I get an email, you're like, oh, what was that email? Well, sometimes I also need to know what some of this is because it's like. Related to me specifically, sure. like a like a sponsorship. Let's go. I'm gonna have cornflakes. I had enough of this. <laughs> Goddamn. Okay, we love cool. you guys. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. He said, "Megatron's the best one. If I was one, it's him. Optimus Prime's all nice and shit, but it's Megatron who really wins." I've listened so many times to this since last week's sodden Transformers hit, and I smile until today. I say, Megatron. Ain't shit. (laughs) Last year, my hip bones moved another half an inch back together. (laughs) He said, Holly, Megatron lives forever. I said, Megatron's not real. If you want to see a real live Transformer, come and have a feel. (laughs) And now... I'm almost back to how I was before that seed took life. Complete transformation without one fucking robot fight, but no one (laughs) makes an action film of this. In fact, all our bodies have to show for it are a few marks on my belly. My hip bones stayed apart a bit and my breasts are pretty saggy. (laughs) But the saddest thing of all is that I'm told these marks are bad, but they're the only few reminders 
of this process we all have. As the real lifetime transformers, I'm saying Megatron ain't shit. <laughs> Compared to female bodies to prepare to grow and feed a kid, and the only thing our body's given for this Optimus of Primes is a pot of fucking stretch mark cream. <laughs> to try to hide the signs. Thank you. I love you, Emma. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.